Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, I want to get to this story as well. And I mean, this is one that impacts, well, just about everybody or certainly anybody with kids. Because now we've got it uh, pretty standard across the board, even though there's some controversy at some school boards that kids get the HPV vaccine. It started with girls. Now in Alberta, it's boys, too. So pretty much all kids are vaccinated with the HPV vaccine, unless you don't want them to be. But should you? And that's a big question. I'm generally pretty pro-vaccine, but that doesn't mean that automatically any new vaccine is, is proper, is right, is acceptable. These things need to be proven. These things need to be tested and demonstrated that they work and that they're safe. And it needs to be an ongoing process in making sure that's the case. So now with a decade of the HPV vaccine being in use, we have an abundance of data to help answer these questions. A new study published in Pediatrics shows that it is very safe and very effective. Joining us on the lines, the lead author of this study, Dr. Darren Ferris, Professor in the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at the Medical College of Georgia, also with the Georgia Cancer Center at Augusta University. Dr. Ferris, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. It's great. All right. Well, let's talk about this study because uh, now we're getting a look at some some long-term effects of this vaccine. So we got a lot of data that we can analyze now. We sure do. I think uh, people have been waiting for this uh, for quite a while. Um, so this is the first and will be the only long-term evaluation of the quadrivalent HPV vaccine. So uh, we're really excited about the results. Well, what do they tell us? Well, basically what it said was, is what we somewhat anticipated, uh, that this vaccine is incredibly effective. 100% of individuals who uh, received the vaccine, uh, none of those individuals developed disease caused by those four HPV types uh, afforded coverage by the uh, vaccine. Further, uh, the vaccine was incredibly safe as well. There were no uh, new uh, problems that, that uh, arose uh, during that 10-year uh, period. And then finally, um, it told us a lot about the antibody response to the vaccine uh, and showed that um, the antibody levels overall uh, remained at uh, fairly high levels. And more importantly, that the younger you're vaccinated, actually the higher the antibody levels and those persist at a higher level for a longer period of time. So getting vaccinated early in life, closer to 9 to 10, uh, is better than waiting uh, later. All right. So efficacy and safety, these are always the two big questions when it comes to vaccines. And so we, we can check two of the boxes here. In terms of, of the safety side of things, I know uh, certainly people are worried about side effects from vaccines. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of scary stories out there on the Internet about this kind of stuff. So what do we know then about the, the safety side of this vaccine and what this data is telling us? 
Well, basically that there was no serious uh, safety issues at all. So again, this was a long study over 10 years and we identified nothing. There's nothing on the radar screen that's uh, scary. And uh, from my perspective, there's no reason I wouldn't uh, vaccinate any of my family members. And I've been closely associated with the um, this uh, type of research for over 20 years. So um, clearly this is one of the safer vaccines actually on the market. Well, and that's important to note. So I guess in an ideal world, we'd have all of this data at the beginning, but clearly that's that's not possible. That's not how this all works. But I guess when it comes to introducing a new vaccine, we have the opportunity to study its, its impact. But how much do we need to know and how much can we know uh, ahead of time? Well, really, you're right. We- <laughs> That's why we had to do the study. Uh, the FDA is a little happier now, I think, with yeah. the, the data in hand. And uh, um, so, you know, it met the test, and uh, I think it dispels any or allays any concerns uh, uh, about this vaccine. And, I mean, this is a wonderful vaccine. It's a cancer prevention vaccine, and it's doing a terrific job at uh, preventing, uh, preventing these cancers. Are we able to quantify that uh, in terms of reducing these infections and then what that means in terms of overall numbers of of related cancer cases? Well, um, the study basically showed, again, that it was 100% effective at preventing uh, HPV infections caused by one of the four types included in the vaccine. So what that would mean is is that theoretically we would prevent 70% of cervical cancers and about 90% of genital warts in these individuals. Now, there are data that we have. It's not our study, but uh, research from Australia where they have mandatory school-based vaccination programs. And they've shown over time using the same vaccine, uh, they've, they've identified that the number or the rate of serious precancerous lesions has plummeted down uh, by, you know, over 70%. So clearly, even outside of this randomized controlled trial over 10 years, evidence is showing where it's being used already uh, in the population that, that the data stand up even from that perspective as well. Now, I would imagine that this data set is is largely females. There are some jurisdictions now, including where I am, that uh, now move to vaccinating boys as well with this vaccine. Does this tell us that we, we should continue to move in that direction? Oh, absolutely. And and this research was, we did include boys and girls, so it was both. Um, there's definitely advantages from the male side. I think most people previously thought it was just for women to start with or right. girls. Um, but clearly men do suffer uh, from HPV-related cancers, um, just like women do. And so there's certainly a need. And then the second reason why it's important um, is by vaccinating both men and women or boys and girls, uh, we you develop herd immunity that way. Um, in fact, years ago when they looked at measles vaccine, they thought, well, this is a complication that it would affect pregnant women and ha- causing problems to their unborn children. Children, and so they thought, well, we'll just vaccinate young women. Well, it didn't actually work really well until they started vaccinating boys as well. So it kind of goes hand in hand in this case as well that it's much better to to vaccinate everyone uh, because 80% of people in their lifetime will will come in contact with this uh, HPV infection. And I think this also underscores the fact that that we're not complacent about these things, that it's not as though we introduced this vaccine and, and said this is this is great and there's no need to study this. So we've been monitoring it over 10 years, and I presume people are going to continue monitoring the impact of this. 
Oh, I think so. There, there's um, another trial in Europe that's going to, I believe, in another two years, we'll have some data from that. It's kind of longer-term follow-up. Not exactly what this was, which was a careful, rigorously controlled, randomized controlled trial. That's more population-based there. Right. But, um, yeah, we'll be hearing more, but um, it's... You know, after 10 years, we would, if something were to crop up, we would have seen it, probably seen that within this 10-year time frame. So, again, I think it nails the coffin in any lingering doubts about this vaccine. It's stood the test of time. It's afforded um, protection against uh, these diseases. Uh, one of the original concerns, if you remember 10 years ago, was, well, if we vaccinate 9- and 10-year-old children, would it last long enough to protect them later in life? Right. And So now we've kind of answered that question. The answer is yes. And not only that, if we vaccinate younger, those antibody levels that protect, so antibodies are substances in our body that that keep these infections from from, uh, causing harm, uh, the the younger you vaccinate, the the better it is, actually, the the more protection that you have. So, So that's great news. Yeah, well, certainly significant findings, as mentioned. Uh, It's published in the journal Pediatrics. Dr. Ferris, thank you so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. My pleasure. Best to you. All right, you as well. Dr. Darren Ferris, professor in the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology, the Medical College of Georgia, also with the Georgia Cancer Center at Augusta University, lead author on this study. We need to take a break here. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.